We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today, as always, on Tuesdays by John McKechnie. If you are out there on Twitter, give John a follow, at Johnny McKex, that's J-O-H-N-Y-M-C-K-E-C-H-S. If you're out there on Twitter, give me a follow, please, at Jakeski52. John, you hail from the state of Maryland, so when you told me what you had for your Mother's Day brunch, it wasn't too surprising to me. You want to run that down for our listeners? Absolutely. So I'm freshly back in Madison from from a week back back in the old line state, and uh, for Mother's Day, I took my mom and my girlfriend out uh, to this place called the Tower Oaks Lodge, and uh, on the brunch menu, it had Chesapeake Eggs Benedict, which was Eggs Benedict, but instead of you know your traditional Canadian bacon, uh, it was a crab cake. So mm. you got the poached egg, the crab cake, the hollandaise sauce. It was it was pretty outrageous. Probably the best thing I've eaten in a while. And then uh, I also went to an Orioles game during the week and uh, had another kind of Maryland weirdness. Uh, 
there's a brewery called Flying Dog, and they make a beer called Dead Rising that has a bit of Old Bay seasoning in it, which is kind of like the key component uh, for making crab cakes, the crab seasoning. So it's, mm-hmm. you're drinking a beer that almost tastes a little bit like crab, which is definitely going to sound weird to most of our national listeners, but it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. So very Maryland trip for me when I, when I was home this time. Yeah, I'd definitely give it a try. I mean, despite hailing from Wisconsin, I am a big seafood fan and uh, always been always looking to broaden the horizons with something a little bit unique there. So I just thought it was funny when I heard you got back from Maryland, you know, I pulled the old wedding crashes, crab cakes and football. And then as a matter of fact, had it's not crab a joke cakes man. on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> no joke there, but all right, so let's go ahead and get into Tuesday's slate of games. There are no early games on Tuesday and it's a big slate. Everyone's playing tonight. Uh, you got over 48,000 entries in tonight's $3 MLB squeeze on FanDuel. So get a chance to turn three bucks into a nice payday here. Hopefully we'll give you some help doing that but as opposed to a tournament like that let's start off with uh cash game strategy now we're talking pitchers to start out with here uh again in general you want to kind of stay safe get pitchers with a low floor because they're really the highest scoring potential in your lineup so you want to make sure you lock those points down and avoid those blow up starts here right so we got a couple top tier options got john lester against san diego and claudio vargas at eleven thousand. he was supposed to pitch on monday but after that game was rained out he gets pushed up ahead to tuesday also in the top tier here we've got Jacob DeGrom in the Mets at the Dodgers going against Alex Wood. He sits at 10500 so a little bit cheaper. In the second tier, we got Masahiro Tanaka at home against the Royals and Chris Medlin at 9800 Then we've got Drew Smiley in Seattle against Wade Miley at $9,400. Uh, for mid-tier options, we're looking at Adam Conley against the Brewers. J.A. Happ against the Giants, Hector Santiago against the Cardinals, Joe Ross against the uh, Tigers, Carlos Rodon against the Rangers, Alex Wood, of course, against the Mets. All of those players priced between 8000 and 8400 But as far as cash game, you seem to like one of these guys. John, can you tell me a little bit about uh, who he is? I do. I like uh, Joe Ross coming in at 8100 against Detroit. He's kind of a, you know, like we said, a, a mid-price option, and he's drawing the start at home against the Tigers, who have been pretty uh, up and down lately at, at the plate. So in Ross's last outing, his ERA ballooned to, a, to an astronomical 1.23 after allowing just two runs over six and two-thirds <laughs> against the Cubs. Uh, and he also struck out nine batters in that, in that start. And uh, so now his ERA is at 1.23. Uh, his FIP is, is under three at 2.62. So, you know, it, it's, he's been a little bit lucky, but it's, that's still a very uh, nice FIP mm-hmm. there. And then, you know, you're drawing a Tigers lineup that's going to be slightly shorthanded, you know, because they won't have the DH. So you, let, you definitely mm-hmm. like that from, from that perspective. Uh, and then you, you're facing the Tigers lineup that's that's been struggling, been striking out a lot. Twenty three point eight percent is their is their K rate, which is sixth highest in the major leagues. And the Nationals are just uh, pretty pretty solid favorites here. They're second highest favorite on the board today at uh, minus one sixty one. And I think they're going to be able to pump some runs over to give Joe Ross some support because they're going to be going up against Michael Fulmer, who I believe is making just like his third start on the season. So I'm I'm actually thinking that Ross is a bit of a safer play here than his price might suggest yeah right on with ross i mean you mentioned the fit 
there. Pretty much if the FIP's under three, I think he's safe. That's kind of my general rule of thumb. You know, you, you don't, you're not waiting for a blow-up start because even if he goes back to his potential or even if he goes back to kind of the baseline, I guess you could consider it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be over the top, and he still has a good win probability. Yeah, you're right. And Fulmer knocked around a little bit for the Tigers, uh, so there's a, a slight question mark there. But I do like Joe Ross at home. You mentioned the money line. Nationals' big favorites. Uh, yeah, the more I hear about that, the more I can convince myself to get in on Joe Ross this evening. All right. I'm paying up for my cash game pitcher. There's a lot of reasons why I like the safety of John Lester tonight against the Padres. Again, was supposed to go Monday. Debated that on XM Monday morning about him being the chalk play of the day, obviously well before that uh, that game got rained out. And I really like him for Tuesday night. Uh, a lot of reasons for that, of course, here. First off, Cubs, minus 260 favorites, oh minus God. 260. So you got to bet <laughs> $260 to win $1 or $100, $1. Oh, man, that'd be minus 26000 We're but, good at uh, math here. Yeah, we're great at math here. But uh, Cubs, yeah, minus 260. So that's a real big spread. You got to love the, you know, you got to love what they have here. And uh, a lot of that spread, I think, is because of Cesar Vargas, the opposing pitcher. Um, he's going to be making his uh, fourth start of the season. Now, Vargas has a 1-1-0 ERA on the surface, but you mentioned just with Joe Ross the importance of comparing that to FIP. He's got a 4-2-3 FIP, so he's going to level out right, right around a 4 ERA eventually. And I think a lot of the reasons for those uh, that discrepancy is, one, a walk per nine rate of almost 5 and a 97.2% left on base. So you can tell that he's oh, getting wow. that Cesar Vargas is getting a little bit lucky. He's allowing a lot of base runners with that walk rate. He's just not allowing them to score. So uh there is uh, some absolutely some potential for him that to get defense blow behind up. him yeah. is is not very good either. You got to exactly. take that into account. So yeah, I'm definitely with you there on Lester. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, it's 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 a combination of Lester's skills and just it's mostly the game setting in this because of course you got Cesar Vargas as the opponent here, Padres big time strikeout team. There there's very little doubt about that. Uh, that's established itself very well. Mm-hmm. And then of course you got run support. I mean, Cubs have the best weighted on base percentage in the league. That's one of my personal favorite offensive categories. I know regular listeners know that I like to talk about that category, just kind of all encompassing offensively. So. Cubs have the best just over the Cardinals there. And so Lester's going to get his fair of run, fair share of run support even in even at Petco, which, you know, is thought of as a pretty uh yeah, pretty spacious ballpark. But sure. you know, they've uh they've made I guess some changes to that and it's the same mindset doesn't always uh, apply here. So I'm going for safety. I'm shelling out for John Lester at eleven thousand, but man, saving three thousand to get almost three thousand to get Joe Ross is a very enticing pick as well, John. Appreciate that. All right, so let's see. What about hitter strategy here? Let's move on to some hitters. Uh, a lot of potential stacks today. Uh, John, what do you think, uh, first off, about going back to the Yankees? Well, I mean, very, very well hit at, ho- at home, and they're going against Medlin, who's been less than spectacular to start the year. Yeah, definitely. You know, I was listening to, to you and Chris's podcast yesterday on my way back to Madison, and, you know, the, you sounded the alarms like, oh, my God, Chris Young is on the mound in Yankee Stadium go with the lefties and I'm and I did and it worked out beautifully and I'm definitely going back to that well again today um so looking at some Yankees lefties going tonight Tuesday and then as well I also like Boston going against Sean Mania uh Sean Mania is a guy I have faith in long term but he hasn't really impressed me uh mm-hmm. since being promoted up to the bigs so I think uh some Boston righties could definitely feast and then uh you you're going to have to consider some weather factor here you'll have to 
make sure that everything is copacetic before lineup lock. But uh, Pirates up in Great American Ballpark against Alfredo Simon, uh, I think they should be able to uh, to pu- push some serious runs across for them. All right, so let's run it down then, position by position. Here we've uh, you know we'll start with catchers. Of course, you mentioned that Yankees stack right away. That means Brian McCann's in play for you, right? Definitely, and he's still only at three thousand, so that you're really not having to pay up a whole a whole That's lot. A bit puzzling. I feel like he was thirty one hundred yesterday. He homered yesterday, and now he's $100 cheaper. <laughs> yeah, right. so, Just clearing that up for you listeners. <laughs> so if that's, if that's on the table, I'm, I'm going to take that every single time. So the, the Yankees are going up against a guy like uh, Chris Medlin, who has a 6.85 ERA and a 1.84 whip. A soft-tossing guy, topping out at around 90, maybe 90.5 miles an hour. So, you know, there's going to be some serious meatballs, and they're going to get a good look. So I, I really like... Uh, Brian McCann here and then you you toss in the fact that the Royals bullpen didn't get as taxed as as maybe it normally would when when your pitcher only goes two and two-thirds innings because Dylan G was kind of able to come in and extinguish the flames a little bit but he's obviously going to be unavailable out of the pen so if Medlin gets pulled early there's going to be a lot of arms being you know put into the mix here and i think the yankees are just going to be able to take advantage no matter what mm-hmm. uh so i'm going to can at 3000 yeah, it'll be tough to get after the royals in the eighth and ninth inning but there's that bridge in between how long medlin can give them right and and the the herrera davis combo at the end of the game there which you know have been pretty lights out as usual mm-hmm. as far as catching goes I'm going to go back to Stephen Vote today and uh, you know save myself $400 by uh, only paying 2600 for him. I actually, you know, sneak preview, I do like an A stack a little bit against Sean O'Sullivan and the Red Sox. I mean, the A's got knocked around pretty bad on Monday. You'd like to think, you know, maybe not from a stat standpoint, but from a just kind of a personal gut instinct standpoint, they're going to take that to heart and want to score some runs. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only reason. I mean, Stephen Vote's going to have a lefty-righty matchup. He should be in the lineup tonight as a left-hander. And he's been pretty solid. I feel like the only reason his price is staying in this range is because of that uh, that loose platoon that he has right. with Josh Fegley there, who who struck out Adam Jones on Sunday. By the way, what happened to your boy? <laughs> oh, that was oh god! Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Brutal here, but yeah, if you're looking for a cheaper option uh, at catcher, I could see Stephen Vote. Um, even I mean, there, there's there's a lot of decent options at catcher tonight, but uh, like our friends at Inside Edge, like the Victor Martinez option, I prefer to save a little bit of money here and put my uh, money in other areas such as first base. But I'll let you take first base first, John. Who are you rolling with tonight? Uh, I'm going to go with Edwin Encarnacion at 3500 against Matt Cain. This is another matchup that I I didn't ma- mention early on in the in the kind of stacks uh, segment, but I mean go. That's such a powerful lineup, and going against Matt Cain, I understand that it's out at AT&T Park. It's not, it's not quite the band box that, you, that you'd like, but I think Encarnacion at 3500 that's kind of a bargain price for him, uh, provided his upside. And Cain is just, I mean, he's aging about as well as a carton of milk right now, so uh, I'm definitely going with, with some Toronto uh, players here tonight, and Encarnacion's definitely one of them. Yeah, right on. Now, I was on the... Uh on the Goldschmidt train yesterday, I just thought that his price at 4500 is what his price should normally be outside of Coors Field. Now we have him in Coors Field against the Rockies. So that factor comes into play. Had 28 fantasy points on Monday. There we go. Helping a lot of lineups. I saw him in a lot of lineups right at the top of some of those big tournaments last night. And now you head to Tuesday where he gets a left-hander, Chris Rusin, mm-hmm. and his price remains the same at 4500 Now, if you're going to be following my advice, top to bottom here... Uh, 
it's going to be tough to get Goldschmidt and Lester in at 11,000. I'm going to give you some plays later on in the show here that might allow you to do that. But uh, at 4,500, regardless of who you're choosing to pitch, I think you got to go with Goldie. I think so too. I mean, that that's just such a favorable matchup at cores against it with the platoon split. Yeah, that I mean, that's that's really good. I might need to fit that in as well in a different lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one you might need to check the lineup for a little bit just to make sure uh, if you if you do need to save some money. I kind of like Justin Smoke at twenty seven hundred at the first base position again there's a lot of blue jays that we tend to like sure. uh, against the giants tonight and matt kane and, and smoke the left-hander as long as he's in uh which he should be of course you want to double check those rotowire lineups page he also gives you a similar upside at quite a bit of a discount here what about second base john we got a couple options under three thousand for you who's your choice i'm gonna go this is a bit of a dart here because it, it's not a lock that he's gonna be in the lineup but kelby tomlinson at 2700 of the giants uh, usually the Giants will, uh, can kind of sit Joe Panic against lefties, and I could see that definitely happening tonight with Jay Happ going on the mound for the Blue Jays. Uh, and in that case, I, I like Tomlinson to take his spot at second base, uh, and he's really putting in some pretty solid work against uh, left-handed pitching, uh, slashing 304, 360, 348. So there, there's not a ton of like pop power upside, but you like his ability to, to uh, get a few hits, get on base, and uh, you know at 27. 700 it's not exactly punting the position but it's not that's a really nice value to me because you know once you get a little bit lower down you're really taking some uh some risk mm-hmm. at the keystone myself i'm going back to the reds as it's it's a well i drew from a lot this past weekend to uh to some degree of success there and i'm heading to brandon phillips at 2900 i think he's one of the hotter hitters in the game right now not a huge game yesterday but still managed to get a hit i mean friday his price was sitting at about 23 or to 2600 dollar range went up to 3100 on monday and now Oof. we're back down to 2900 so we're getting phillips under 3000 here i just there's, there's a lot of like a lot to like about that lineup of course excuse me weather is definitely a factor in pittsburgh or i'm sorry it's in cincinnati we got a 66 percent chance of rain of course we're uh, recording this right now at about noon central time just in case anyone was curious where the weather was at then definitely one you're you're going to want to check back on if you're going to use any reds or pirates but i think brandon phillips pretty solid option you can't get too much better uh for under 3000 here now third base for me personally moving there I've got a punt play for you, but I'm going to let you go with a solid play. Share that with us first, John. Okay, I'm going to go with Nick Castellanos of the Tigers against the Nationals. Now, you know, you and I, we offer a buffet of picks, so you you can pick and choose a little bit. You don't. It wouldn't be advisable to go with Joe Ross and Nick Castellanos in the lineups in your same lineup because they'll be facing each other. But Castellanos is a guy that I. I don't know why I've been sleeping on him or whatever, but I get home yesterday and the announcers are kind of talking about Strasburg maybe getting this extension, and then Castellanos takes him deep as they're talking about like Strasburg getting locked up for seven years. I Mm -hmm. thought that was funny, but yeah, Castellanos batting three eighty with six homers and he's only thirty four hundred. Sign me up every time for that. Yes, no brainer. Yeah, the numbers absolutely say Castellanos will be an excellent choice, and I can see that. Of course, again, like you mentioned don't want to be using Joe Ross and Nick Castellanos in the same lineup here. My third base play, it's a little bit risky. It's someone that you're going to have to check the Rotowire lineups page for. Uh, someone that's even struggled a little bit this year, but that's brought his price all the way down to 2100 and that's Chris Coughlin uh, of the A's. Now, his playing time has been cut into a little bit by Danny Valencia since he's got back. So, again, you're going to want to check those lineups. But you've got Jed Lowry dealing with a little bit of an injury. He's day-to-day. So there's a lot of ways that Coughlin could slot into that lineup. 
either second base, third base, or outfield. So if he's in there, he's essentially minimum priced. I think he he's worth using as part of an A stack against Sean O'Sullivan. So that's what I'm liking there. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving over to the shortstop position, you've got a play for us that's going to save uh, a decent amount of money. And after looking into it a little more, I definitely agree with you. Who are you rolling with, John? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Wilmer Flores of the Mets against Alex Wood of the Dodgers. Uh, you know, we're talking about a, a shortstop option here that's 2100 that's you know basically the minimum price so you you definitely like that and i think if he draws into the lineup he he definitely has the potential to to really uh, put up some solid numbers uh you know you got the platoon split you know we're talking about i just really like the idea of punting on on shortstops tonight and i think flores is going to be that guy for me probably yeah it's sometimes tough to punt on shortstops but i found a guy here that i really like whose price just isn't nearly isn't it's not anywhere near his potential right now and i know i've been touting him a lot all year to mixed results but finally troy tulowitzki's price is below three thousand dollars it's just at 2900 so he's right about your average salary per player if you use a guy like lester so he actually fits into that plan right and the reason i like Tulo, you know I, i'm not always one for batter versus pitcher splits but the one against matt matt kane is a massive sample size in his career Tulo is 21 for 64 with five home runs against matt kane Jeez. we got an ops of 1.061 so uh Tulo is almost as safe as a get. I, I, w- I would be willing to wager that today's as good of a, as good of a day as any for him to homer and potentially homer twice. I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I just don't have a lot of faith in Matt, Matt Cain. You mentioned how he's aging and progressing over uh, over the years here for you. So I I got to go too low tonight. Just the name recognition. He might be high owned because of that, but just the price is too low to uh, stay away from him this evening. Too low indeed. <laughs> good one john all right what about outfielders here we've got uh, a lot of a lot of different options we've got some cheap options a few more expensive options uh who are you liking so uh you know going back to what i mentioned earlier with with the red Sox, uh this this will kind of parlay into my chalky play of the day too but uh mookie bets at four thousand uh going against shamanaya that's that's uh too good a matchup to pass up just the way that mookie's swinging the bat and manaya is on the road, I think he's going to get a little rattled. I could see them taking advantage. And then I'm, I'm going to go with a pair of lefty Yankees outfielders. I'm going to go with Carlos Beltran, who's still only 2,300 after belting two home runs last night. And then Brett Gardner at 3,200. Those are a couple of lefties with some serious home run potential going against, you know, the soft toss and Chris Medlin. So those are those are going to be my outfielders, kind of like a mixed match of, of upper price guys, uh, a bit of a value play, and then just kind of your regular – 3200 price there yeah checking in that right around an average just over 3000 a player which is is very doable especially if you're starting with joe ross and i like using those guys in a yankee stack uh if you go back to my a stack though i think that's uh uh, quite affordable here because you can use Josh Reddick, their three hitter, for 3200 You can also use Billy Burns, who was out of the lineup Monday. You got want to check the lineup to make sure he's back right. in. It, it appeared to be just a regular day off on Monday in favor of Coco Chris, but again, just want to make sure nothing further is developed there. As of this record time, nothing has, so I'm assuming status quo, quo he'll be back at top the order for just $3,000. So both of those guys in play for your A stack. I also... Do like any kind of Cubs lefty that you can find against Vargas. I mentioned that his peripherals are looking like a bit of a blow-up potential there. Right. So a guy like Jason Hayward, who is off to a very slow start but has solid potential, I think you can get some value from him at 3,100, and that's kind of right 
your your average per player you're looking at if you use uh, kind of one of those tier one or tier two players here. Mm-hmm. So we got a chalk plate for the day. Uh, if, if you had one hitter, you're locking into your lineups no matter what here. You kind of alluded to it earlier, but uh, that for you is? Just give me Mookie Betts at 4,000. Th- he'll be in all of my lineups going against mm-hmm. the lefty. Yep, And I hinted this earlier as well, but Paul Goldschmidt's going to be my chalk play of the day. Of course, you do have to pay up to get him. Uh, that's going to be a little bit tough, but... Um, but absolutely uh, against the left-hander with not a whole lot of Coors Field inflation going on in his salary. So Col- Paul Goldschmidt's going to be my chalk play lock of the day here. I uh, just want to run down before we finish wrapping up hitters, the highest over-unders of the day. Uh, again, you want to look at these games for potential stacks. Of course, as usual, Coors Field. you got the Diamondbacks and Rubby De La Rosa against Chris Rusin and the Rockies. That over-under is 11. Always going to be the highest over-under on the day. We do have a pair of games uh, with a nine and a half over under though uh one is the athletics and sean Manea at the red Sox and uh o'sullivan there uh so there's just a couple pitchers that have either struggled or are pretty new to the game right. we both like a variety of a's and red Sox hitters and, and the over under matches up with that mm-hmm. then another game that we didn't talk a ton about we got carlos rodan and the white Sox at at Derek Holland and the Rangers, the over-under there, 9.5. Some of that's pitching, uh, either young pitching or, or aging injury history pitching, I guess you could say, with Holland there. Uh, we didn't mention a ton of players, but I could see a guy like Adrian Beltre right around 3,000 being in play in that game. I'm so you st- might st- want to get a piece. I'm still amazed that, that uh, Miguel Gonzalez didn't get lit up last night. I, I had a lot riding on that, and uh, it burned me pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it's your season, it's your season, and the and the White Sox seem to be uh, having a lot of those cards fall into place this that's, year. That's for sure. Alright, well, MLB season is here, and that means daily fantasy baseball is back. Just go to FanDuel.com to play now. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1, so anyone can play. This is uh, something to like for everyone. Before we wrap up today, John, I want to go ahead and give our listeners a couple options for maybe some tournament plays, guys that are going to be cheaper, save you some salary, and allow you to get a lot of stacked hitters in your lineup here. If you're looking to save some money at the pitching position tonight, John, who are you looking at? All right, well, when when you hear this one, please don't call the the psych ward and have me committed, but I'm going to go with Matt Whistler of the Braves. Yes, I am suggesting a Braves pitcher here at 6,000 going against the Phillies. Uh, The Phillies just aren't that good against right-handed pitching they have they have some seriously uh not favorable stats and then Whistler is coming off his best start of the season in which he went eight innings against the Mets uh with no uh runs allowed uh striking out four so he doesn't have a ton of uh K upside but you still like the idea that he's going against a Phillies team that that bats 231 against right-handers that's only getting on base 28 percent of the time against righties ground into a lot of double plays so even if Whistler lets some guys get on base you, you can almost count on the Phillies hitting themselves out of it a little mm-hmm. bit so he, you know at 6,002 that's about as cheap as you're going to get a pitcher mm-hmm. so all those factors combined I'll take I'll take a chance I'll go with Whistler here at 6k I mean, John, if you're at risk of uh, being committed here, we've got one of Rotowire's own daily export, experts, uh, Juan Carlos Blanco, has his FanDuel article for Tuesday up, mm-hmm. and he also identifies Whistler as a potential value play. Most notably, right, I'll see him there. Yeah, most notably uh, against right-handed pitching here, you got the Phillies with a 285 weighted on base percentage and 22% strikeout rate. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got a pitcher that's starting to find his own, getting some more major league experience. 
who is very cheap, almost half of what you're going to pay for Lester right. in your cash games, and he's going to let you get Goldschmidt and and Cargo and all your big time, he, he, maybe some Arenado in tonight, uh, some McCutcheon if that game doesn't get rained out. So True. a guy like Whistler opens a lot of doors in the hitting department. Of course, the dominoes still have to fall in the right way, but uh, but Whistler could definitely open things up for you. Going back to me, normally it's John here that's going to pick the Orioles, but I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put my cards in for Kevin Gossman tonight. He's a little bit more expensive at 7700. He had a pretty solid start his last time out, though. He threw eight scoreless innings, only three hits, only four strikeouts. So that leaves a little bit to be desired. But he had a good in outing last time, and I think he can build on that tonight against the Twins. He's walking less batters this season, about a 1.4 walks per nine, and uh, keeping the ball in the ballpark as well, a 5% home run to fly ball rate. I think those have been the keys to our success this year. Sure. Then you go ahead and you look at this Twins team that are number seven in the league in strikeouts, 23.8%. And also Gossman's going up against Barreos, who a big prospect. People are very optimistic about what he can do. You can even make the argument that Barreos is as good of a tournament play as Gossman is tonight. But I'm going to lean towards Gossman, who's actually shown me something in the right. majors this season a little bit, even though you have to pay up for it here. So uh, also Twins, number 25 in the league with the 297 weighted on base percentage. So, you know, offense has been pretty slow. They've shuffled the lineup a little bit, starting to find their own maybe some but, I mean, as an Orioles fan, do you see where I'm coming from with Gossman tonight? Can you back me up, or you want to shut that down? No, absolutely. I th- You know, like, you, you can... It's reasonable to get a little worried about the Twins because they do have that power potential, mm-hmm. but but Gossman looked so good in his last outing. I know it was almost surprising that he only had four strikeouts against the Yankees, but mm-hmm. it was so encouraging to see him, you know, keep his command, uh, only allow three hits over eight innings against the Yankees lineup that uh, at Camden Yards. You know, that's something mm-hmm. that speaks for itself. And Gossman, in all of his starts, frankly, this season has been pretty impressive in my eyes. So I think he draws a really favorable matchup here, and he's going on, you know, regular rest. And, you know, uh, they kind of shuffle the rotation to get him into the into the uh, or onto the hill Tuesday, and I really like that play a lot. And seventy seven hundred, that's still pretty darn cheap. Yeah, the, the Twins certainly have those power th- threats, guys like Sano and Park in the middle of the lineup. But like I mentioned, the the home run to five ball to fly ball rate of five percent for Gossman maybe makes this a little bit of a, a better matchup for him. So mm-hmm. yeah, just to run this down in summary for cash games tonight. I'm a big fan of John Lester at 11,000. John's digging Joe Ross at 8,100. If we go to tournaments, you can save a ton of money with John's pick if you use Matt Whistler at 6,000. Mine, you can save a decent amount of money here with Kevin Gossman at 7,700. Well, thank you for listening to the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one day fantasy sports. Remember that first time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via RotoWire can get six months of free RotoWire access. Otherwise, current FanDuel users, if you want to check out rotowire.com on your own, go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash P-O-D. Once again, I'm Jake Letarski. You can follow me at jakeski52. And I'm John McKechnie. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. The Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast here will return Wednesday with Benny Riccardi and James Seltzer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.